Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. No, dude, not those kinds of pipes, the kind of pipes your grandfather used to smoke. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always, always, always entertaining weekly broadcast coming to you, the pipe smokers, direct from my uh, smoke-filled recording studio built here at my office. Yeah, I'm one of the few people that gets to smoke while I work, and boy, am I happy about it. So, coming up on this episode, in Pipe Parts, I'm going to talk about collections. What do we collect? Pipes, obviously. What else do we collect? I was thinking about that for a while. Got a great guest. My guest this tonight is Joe Case. Joe's been a uh, YouTube presenter. He's a professional broadcaster as well as a pipe maker, and we're going to get the lowdown on the upcoming uh, Nashville pipe show sale conference thing that's coming up. Going back to uh, poetry later on, got some more original poetry from Michael Sull, and uh, got a little bit of a rant at the end of the show. But even more importantly, here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? Here's what I want you to do. Everybody get your pencils out. I got homework for you. Coming up in a few short weeks, we will be celebrating our first anniversary on the air, doing shows for you every week. So here's the homework for you. Are you ready? Here's what I want you to do. Email me either through my new email address. Yay, I got another one. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at PipesMagazine.com, or send me a private message on PipesMagazine.com. Send me a private message on Facebook. I want to know about your uh, your favorite moments from the past 52 shows. Yeah, this is 47, but coming up, we're going to have the 53rd show. It'll be on September 19th. We want to kind of recap the year. I got a special guest lined up that's going to be here in the studio with me for that show. But I want you to email me your favorite moments from the show. Email me some of your uh, favorite. If you got a question or two that you want answered on the air on the show, email them to me in advance. Let me know what your favorite moment was, your favorite music, your favorite guests, your favorite comments, whatever it is from the whole entire year past. Send them to me. We'll read them over the air. Got any comments, got any favorite moments of listening to the show, let me know where they are. If you're uh, out of town or uh, wherever you are, send them in advance so we can get a chance to pull up those uh, tidbits and get some uh, get some cues all lined up. So that's coming up on the 19th of September. The sooner you get those to me, the better off you are, the better chance you got of getting them on there. And with all that said, I will tell you all now to sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to uh, Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go. Thank you for calling SmokingPipes.com. This is Barry. How can I help you? Meet Barry. He's our homegrown, all-American family guy in customer service here at SmokingPipes.com. With 25 years of experience in sales, his dedication to customer service makes Barry pretty handy around here. He's on the phone all day helping customers like you from all over the globe pick out great pipes and pipe tobacco. Ciao, Barry. Tell me about your selection of a Savinelli autograph. 
Don't you know I saw that list of tobacco you carry online there? Maybe you could help me pick out a good Virginia, eh? You see, we hire not only the best people, we hire people who are as passionate about our products as you are. Just ask Barry why he loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Because I don't just help people choose from our great selection of pipes, I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345 or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality, we are experts, we are SmokingPipes.com. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn. Or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. In just a few minutes, Joe Case will be on the phone with me. But in the meantime, for pipe parts, I thought I'd deviate a little bit this time. Uh... Several other things that seem common to me, and uh, this is through my years of experience, and I am the uh, leading expert on my opinion, so here it is. These are some of the other things that I see men or other pipe smokers that they like to collect. In particular, fountain pens or fine writing instruments seem to be something else that kind of go along with the pipe smoking motif. I've noticed that a lot of guys like to uh, collect older pens, r- repair them, restore them. You'll hear a lot of pipe makers that say that they learned how to turn wood and make their own pens before they learned how to uh, make pipes. Uh, one of the other things, and I enjoy them, and no, I don't have a Rolex or a high-grade, you know, super fancy collection, but watches. Uh, watches tend to be something of interest to other pipe smokers. Uh, me in particular, I like automatic watches with the day and with the day preferably, but at least with the date. Some of the off brands, some of the lesser known brands, I like some of the older watches. So, wonder how many of you also collect watches. Another thing I've seen a lot of pipe collectors that are very interested in is knives. Now, I carry a very basic pocket knife that I use. Primarily as a tool. It's a nice one. It's very functional, very sharp, does the job, but it's a tool. The knives that I've seen some of these guys have and collect are the gorgeous Bowie knives, hunting knives. They're all handmade with gorgeous wood handles, great balance, all solid stainless steel blades. Some of these knives are just incredible, but I've seen that as another thing that seems to be something that pipe collectors like to collect and if you go to a pipe show or two you will definitely see at least a couple of people carrying some gorgeous knives but you'll also see some people that might be uh, trading or selling a knife uh the other thing in the hobby that goes that seems to run true is uh, a lot of us pipe smokers are enjoy shooting whether it be for sport or just for targeting but uh at a pipe show or at a pipe club meeting, you'll often hear the conversation turn to firearms. And for those of you outside of the United States, yeah, I know it's not a common thing for you to hear, but there's a lot of uh, hobbyist sportsmen in the uh, in the hobby, and a lot of the guys are uh, very very proficient with uh, with their uh, shooting instruments. So you'll hear a lot of discussion on that. So I'm wondering what else uh, what else might you what else might your other hobbies be? 
Um, I know for a fact that there's a lot of uh, pipe smokers that enjoy being out in nature, whether it be hiking or kayaking or whatever it is. They like being out in nature. It's more of an outdoorsy thing. And the pipe works really well being outdoors because it's kind of a self-contained portable smoking device. So that makes sense that a lot of guys might enjoy a long hike in the woods or whether it be mountain climbing or whatever it is, you'll I'll hear a lot of people discussing their outdoor activities, bicycling. Uh, what else is there that I don't know? I don't spend much time outdoors except for doing uh, doing yard work and taking the trash out. But what else is it that you collect? What else is it that you enjoy? We all know I have my Disney collection, and that's kind of my uh, day off or my couple of days a week where I spend evenings. Yeah. Checking in on the Disney forums, listening to Disney podcasts just to keep up with what's going on with the parks and with the collectibles. But it is a collection for me, and I really do enjoy it. I enjoy looking at all the pins and looking at all the stuff that we've collected over the years of going to and from the parks. Uh, the other thing that uh, a lot of people in the pipe smoking community are heavily into is music. There are some really, really talented musicians that are in this hobby and i think the uh, pipe smoking musician thing kind of matches perfectly because they're people that are uh, a little more thoughtful a little more into the uh, into the artsy side of the instrument not just into playing the instrument but into learning the real tools of the instrument and learning how to uh, learning how to really play it and understand the music uh, I know a couple of a uh, couple of people in the hobby have made their own instruments. So, music and pipe smoking go together. I think that's why I've always kind of dedicated a segment of the show towards music. So, what else do you collect? Let me know. Post it on the forums. Send me uh, send me any comments. I'll mention them next week. And in the meantime, we'll have Joe Case here in just a minute. <laughs> This is Internet Radio. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match system. Try it at SutlifeTobacco.com. Go to SutlifeTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeerschaumStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeerschaumStore.com, the most trusted Meerschaum store for 50 years. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, uh, pipe maker, former uh, TV personality, and uh, we're going to get a lot of information out of him, so I'm going to get to this real quick. 
Joe Case of Joe Case Pipes. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. It's an honor to, to be on the show. I've, uh, I've heard you. I've listened to the, to the podcasts, and, and uh, they're very informative. I just hope I can live up to them. Your ears never bled once, did they? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, so let's start off by telling everybody a little bit about you and uh, tell everybody why you have that uh, great TV personality voice. Well, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, some things you can't give God-given talent. So, you know, I, he, he kind of uh, blessed me with that, and I used it for a long time. I started at the ripe old age of 15 in radio and uh, actually was supposed to be 16, but I kind of uh, stretched the truth a little bit three months before my 16th birthday to get a job. And, uh, you know, so I did, got on, and... Um, Spent about 11 years doing radio, and the last couple of years, always had this thing about uh, weather. I, you know, I really enjoyed following the weather. I'd get excited when storms would come up and stuff. So uh, I had an opportunity, and uh, this was in Jackson, Tennessee, where I started, which is uh, an area right between Memphis and Nashville. And um, I started doing television weather. Uh, as well, it was a combo gig. That is what they called it uh, back then, back in the 70s. Uh, I did the morning radio and then evening television doing the weather. And uh, finally, in the mid-80s, 1985 to be exact, I, I got an offer to come to Nashville to be on the CBS station here doing weather. And uh, I came, uh, spent 15 years with one station, and then moved over to another station, the Fox station, here and stayed uh, a little over six years with them, six years plus, I have to say plus, because I have gone back to fill in for them from time to time, including uh, the last about three or four weekends I've been there because they, they lost uh, one of their guys, and so they, they, they call me up every now and then, I show up like a bad penny, <laughs> <laughs> go in and and uh, and do the weather. So uh, you know that was my broadcast career. I, I, and I and I still dabble in it too. I, I have a radio show, regular radio show, here in Nashville. It's on um, every afternoon, and it's um, some people refer to it like an oldie station. It's uh, it's called Hippie Radio ninety four point five, and it plays baby boomer kind of music like the sixties, seventies, early eighties kind of stuff. And that's fun because. Really, Brian, it was it, it's it's kind of a deja vu thing for me because that was the music that I played when I was a teenager and as a disc jockey in Jackson, Tennessee. I get to play it again as a fifty-some-year-old uh, <laughs> guy and uh, just having a ball doing it. You're not wearing bell bottoms while you're while you're doing it, are you? Well, yes, I am. How did you know? They came back in style again, and thank God they've left again. <laughs> well, I still have the leisure suits, though. That's uh, that's still good. <laughs> so for my for my listeners that have been tortured with hearing my voice on a weekly basis, this is what a real broadcast voice sounds like. And I promise, I'll never get that good, no matter what. It's not a it's not a talent. It's a talent. It's a gift that you can refine into a real talent, but it is a gift. Yeah, it, it really is. But, I mean, I, I did a lot 
lot of refining on it back in the back in my early days because uh, I used to uh, I used to go and take the newspaper or a magazine. I would when I was sitting on the john, I would I would practice reading. You know, I'd read articles out loud, and then I would record myself and listen. And and then I when I got the guts. I would go and have someone else who was in the business say, hey, would you listen to this and give me a critique? And fortunately, I had people who were honest, who would give good, honest critiques, not try to beat you up, but they were, you know, they, 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 they were straight with you and said, you need to do this and you need to do that. So I learned a lot from that. And, and that's kind of what I've done over in the pipe-making world when I – finally got into that that's one of the things that i've done is uh gone to the grant batsons and the chris morgans and and those guys and gone hey what do you think of this what should i do here what should i do there and great thing about the uh, the community of indie pipe makers around the country is uh, that everybody is free with information and, and i love it I, I just think it's a, a great group to be associated with now that's the perfect transition because when when did you start making pipes? Started making pipes back in uh, 2011, and just kind of was was tooling around with it. I, I've been a hobbyist woodworker for most of my life, even even back in my or, you know, probably early 20s. I, I started kind of tinkering around with it, and even before that, I, I would, had a little little workshop that uh, my dad had or my grandfather had, and I would. I would tinker around doing stuff, but but actually doing woodworking on my own. I started probably in my twenties and started making furniture. I made tables. I made clocks. You know, I did the whole pin turning thing. Uh, uh, you know, I made all kinds of stuff. And uh, you know, I, I, so I had a lot of woodworking experience. And off and on, I would smoke a cigar and go to one of the local shops here in Nashville called Uptowns. And I was in there one day, and I was talking, and, and uh, decided to buy a pipe. And the guy there who actually works with the pipes, his name is Mark, asked me, if, if you're a woodworker, because he knew we had talked about it, and he said, if you're a woodworker, why don't you try to make your own pipe? And I thought about that, and it just that just stuck with me for a while. And, I, and finally, I said, you know, I'm going to go down in my shop, and I'm going to try to crank one out. Well... What I did before that was I started watching the videos because I had st already started kind of getting into the pipe makers, uh, not pipe makers, but the pipe presenters community on YouTube and, uh, and, and started watching what was going on there. And I found pipe makers who were putting videos out there about how they made pipes. And I started watching those. I'm, Brian, I'm, I'm a very visual learner. Yeah. You can tell me how to do something, but when I see it being done, I really pick up on it a lot faster. So I would watch these videos, and I go, okay, well, let me try to make one, and I made one. And, it, I mean, I've still got it today sitting here in my workshop to remind me from whence I came. <laughs> and uh, but, I, but I made it, and I, then I showed it on YouTube. And when I showed it on YouTube, I had a guy contact me and say, hey, would you make me one? And I went, well, okay, yeah, I'll make you one. I made that one, showed it on YouTube. Then two or three guys got in contact with me. Said, hey, I like that. Would you make me one? And 
you know, after that, since then, probably 450 or so pipes since <laughs> the rest of its history. And your your pipes are not priced outrageously at all. Well, they, they have they have gone through an increase over you know a couple of years, but I, I've tried to to make them. I didn't really want to be classified as kind of the, the working man's pipe, but I didn't also want to be classified as. You know, the guys who are selling $1,000 and $1,500 and $2,000 pipes either because I didn't feel like maybe, number one, I probably felt more like I, I didn't have that kind of name or experience or whatever that I needed to be able to do that. And so I started pricing them at a point where, you know, the orders kept coming in. And as I made them, got better at it, and you know, learned from like from again, you know, spending time with with people like Grant or, or whatever, and learning more tricks of the trade, uh, I started refining what I was doing, and then obviously adding to and 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 getting more equipment that was was uh, a big help in my making pipes. So, you know, this there's one thing about uh, workshop equipment, woodworking equipment and stuff like that, that there's not a whole lot of a catalog full of pipe-making equipment. You know, it's, it's, it's woodworking equipment that you use to make pipes. And so I, I had to learn all, of the, all those little tricks, although I, I was proficient with the lathe already because I used it to do pins and table legs and stuff like that. So I you know, I knew the basic stuff there. But then to be able to use it making pipes was a was a little bit different and I had to, to learn a little bit more there. Um, and but anyway back to really to your question about the, the price, uh, you know, I, I see that more people as far as real pipe aficionados Really love to, to collect those pipes that are in the uh, 175 to $350 range, somewhere in there. Uh, they, they, they have the, well, I guess the disposable income to be able to, to buy those rather than, you know, say a $1,500 pipe. Nothing against the $1,500 pipes. Please understand. I, I think they're terrific. I think the, you know, those guys who make them are absolutely fantastic. But the guys who buy from me are buying multiples. You know, they're, they're buying, they'll buy one. And one of the things that really is a, is a great satisfaction to me are the return orders. Those who come back and go, yeah, I want another one. Or those who will order two or three more at a time. They can do that in my price point. And, you know, it's, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme at all, but it's very satisfying. You're getting pipes out there. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, I want to ask you particularly about the material and about the style of your pipes. So we'll be back Great. in just a minute. Have you ever found one of those magic pipes where anything you smoke in it tastes great? 
Do you know what makes a pipe magic? It's the wood. All Amadeus pipes are made from Grecian briar and come direct from the four generations family-owned briar mill. We supply wood to many of the top brand name factories and even to world-renowned pipe artisans. Now you can experience our ultra-high-grade briar at factory direct prices. We're the briar mill and we're the pipe makers. We've got every size, shape, and finish you can imagine at the best prices possible. From 50 to 150 and they're worth twice that. Get an Amadeus pipe now. They're magic and affordable. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. We are back. Joe's still with us. Hey, stay tuned all the way to the end because we're going to talk about the upcoming first annual Music City Pipe Show and Sale. But in the meantime, I want to talk about the, uh, the your styling of pipe. Is you've got a very distinctive style, and I'd love for you to tell us how you came. How how'd you come about the style you're shaping? Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I had watched a lot of guys, a lot of pipe makers out there making their pipes, and and I would see also in the YouTube pipe community, I would see what people were buying and all these different styles. And I noticed one thing that stuck with me was from a, from a couple of guys, uh, Jake Hackert, for one, uh, Mark Pukovic, who Mark, by the way, has spent an enormous amount of time with me on phone and texting or whatever, being sort of a mentor for me. And uh, he hasn't been in the business extremely long, but he's a, he's a great pipe maker himself. But I noticed that uh, w- one of the things that, that people like and one of the things that helped keep a pipe in a price range that was affordable was doing different types of rustication on pipes. And so if I started experimenting with different ways to rusticate a pipe and came up with some of my own ways of, of doing it, and I, you know, I noticed how people, uh, how guys just absolutely love some of that, that styling on there. So I, I maintain a, uh, a definite sense of you know, kind of a core group of my pipes that I make are very heavily rusticated types, and uh, there's one in particular. There's a guy by the name of Jason Dagner who is, uh, you know, is a phenom. He and his dad are phenoms on on YouTube, and he found me when I first started, and he started sending me drawings of, "Hey, can you make this? Can you make that? Can you make this?" <laughs> they, he and his and, and his dad both together probably have. have bought probably over a dozen pipes from me over the last couple of years and and he has he has sent me drawings uh, one of them which became something called the Dagner Slayer pipe named after him <laughs> and, and this, well, there's some people who have never heard of the Dagners and go you're, you're misspelling danger <laughs> <laughs> no it's Dagner that's his name <laughs> and uh, that was supposed to have looked like the way he created it Look, it was going to be very heavily rusticated. It looked like a pipe that had been to hell and back. And um, had, you know, kind of a short acrylic colorful stem on it and a some kind of metal band on it and have kind of a, of a camp to it just a little bit. And so I started making that. 
that, and there was something else called the Sleepy Hollow, and that, that was attributed to uh, Jason Wagner. And those those pipes, those line of pipes, probably have been the the, the pipes I've made the most of over the last couple of years. People have just you know out of the woodwork just buy those. And then there was another guy, uh, another customer who sent me a drawing of a pipe. He said, "Could you do something like this?" And I said, "Yeah, you know what? That that looks like a looks like a hat. Looks like a." hat with a, with a band on it. And I said, I'm going to call that one the Mad Hatter. And then all of a sudden, that one took off. And, but again, every one of them incorporated some kind of rustication to it. Uh, now, it, it doesn't mean that I only do those, uh, uh, only pipes that are rusticated. I, I will try to do some smooth pipes from time to time. And I have uh, kind of a, what do you call it, a line, but kind of a style that I work on that outside of my orders, I'll call my IA pipe, which is instant access, where when I'm, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I need a creative outlet to do something different, so I'm going to stop for a day or two and just make something different and then make it instantly available. No ordering, just here it is, you want it, bang. And uh, so that kind of gives me the outlet to make something, whether it's smooth or Maybe it's a different kind of rustication or a sandblast or, or something like that. And, and the, the thing I love about that, and, and this is not to pat myself on the back, but it's, just, it's, very, it's very gratifying that when I put those up, that on average, the ones I've done probably sell within one to two hours. I, saw who, bought just, the, uh, I saw who bought the last one that went up. Who's that? Uh, I believe it was you. Oh, bought my own pipe? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I put that thing up. I did. The, it's the first time I'd ever done anything with bamboo. And I've, I've had a box of bamboo sitting over here, and I, I thought, you know, I'm going to play with that one day. And I started it, and, I, and I, I made the pipe, and I started to put it up for sale. And I immediately jerked it back down, and I went, I want to keep this pipe. Yeah, I very, very rarely do that, but I did it with this one. I, you know, I may sell it one day as an estate pipe or something, but I, I said, oh, I'm going to keep it. As a matter of fact, I'm holding it right now is why I keep saying this one, because I've been smoking it today, and uh, it, it smokes like a charm. you got to love a pipe maker that couldn't let go of one of his own pipes. I know. I tell you, I, I can't tell you how many pipes I've made that I go... Wow, I really would like to have that one, but you know I've got to got to get it on out. And usually those are ones that have been ordered. But this one, you know, wasn't ordered or anything. It was going to be one of my IA pipes, and and I, I did. I stuck it up there. I got to looking at that thing, and I went, oh, I'm going to take it down. I got to keep it. I got to have it for myself. So now, I guess. In, I guess uh, in, in addition to in addition to playing around with an artistic freedom, you also play around with some colors yeah i i do i uh, especially in the stem work i i like to i like to kind of experiment a little bit with with some of that i i did one uh one time i thought and, and it was an ia pipe that turned in uh, some of my ia pipes turn into ones that i'll put on my my site and let people order off of it uh, one of them, like I think it was called a Huntsman, and it was uh, was a smooth pipe, and I made it to literally be something like that that the Hunter 
out there would, would like to have with uh, with an orange band on it because you know you got you got you got to wear orange when they're hunting and a camo stem and again that thing just got wildly popular especially during hunting season and so forth and I I suspect it'll it'll do it again this fall so I'll probably be having a few more of those out. So the pipe is virtually invisible to deer. <laughs> exactly. You can't see the stem on it because it's camouflage. Now, all all your stems are acrylic? Uh, a lot of them are. Usually when it's just a, a black stem, I'll, I'll use some ebonite uh, with that. But most of the stems that I do are acrylic. And the size of them? Medium-sized, large? Uh, well, I, I would say mine are probably more medium. Uh, again, I, I go to a lot of personal preference in, in my pipe making, you know, what I like. And I don't like a big, wide, fat uh, stem on a pipe myself. Uh, I also like for it to be thin. That was one of the things that, that Mark Balkovic helped me do is, is really, really learn how to have the courage to make thin stems. And when I say courage, you really got to have the courage because you've got, <laughs> you've got to take that stem down to, you know, uh, to dangerous levels of, of, of sanding through to the air hole uh, and to, to make it good and, good and thin. Uh, then again, you don't want to make it, you don't want to make it too thin because you, you obviously risk doing that. But you don't want, I, I don't like to see one that's so thick that it, you know, it looks like more like a, you know, there's a big stick in your mouth, you know. Um, and there are a lot of guys who, who love the doing the, the softy bits on them. And you try to put a softy bit on a big, thick stem, and it just doesn't work, you know. And so that's, that's the reason why mine are probably more medium in size, thin, uh, no matter what they are. And, and most of mine have sort of a, a little bend in them. Uh, talking the about the main thing. Talking about softy bits for a minute. In in most of your videos that I've seen, you're smoking a pipe with a softy bit on it. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that's for comfort. But at the same time, yeah, I, I found out I'm, I found out the hard way that that you know I'm I'm a clincher. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of the guys out there listening will know we're talking about when we say a clincher. Somebody yeah. who will put the pipe in the mouth, walk around with it, do some work, whatever, while it's in your mouth. But I also have this thing where I transfer energy into a clinch. Uh, and what I mean by that, if I am trying to work down on something in the shop or, or whatever, sometimes I'll, I'll grip my teeth down. And uh, I, I found out, to kind of back up and say my brother-in-law, who is uh, goes by the name Briarville Rick. <laughs> His name is Rick Farah. He does. Uh, he's kind of my, the uh, restoration side of my business. Uh, he he does. That's his, and he he does all that. And he said, "Brother, you need to get off those softy bits because that helps us have restoration <laughs> business <laughs> with people who need the <laughs> their stems worked on." And I went, okay, you know what? You're right. I will. I'll get off that. And I tried, tried it for a little while and wound up breaking a tooth. Ow. And after a couple thousand dollars worth of a crown going into my mouth, I went, you know what? I'm going to practice safe piping and use a pipe condom. <laughs> <laughs> use, use, use a softy bit. 
So. And uh, so, uh, to me, it's just uh, it's it's just more comfortable, and I, I you know, and and it's safer for my teeth. So that's what I use one. And Rick can fix stems, but he can't fix teeth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Whenever he gets his dental license and degree, then you know maybe we can we can do that. But that's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's not, he's, there's a whole lot more to, to pipe restoration and, and repair than just the, the stem anyway. So, Do you find that you get moisture built up under the under the softy bit? You know, I, I don't he, he Rick even said something about when he tried one, he, he'd find himself salivating and slobbering all over it and, and whatever. And I, I don't for some reason. I, you know, I just, I just don't, uh, I don't do that. So I don't. I don't find that, that there's a lot of moisture buildup. Now, usually when I'm fitting a softy bit on mine, it's it's a really good tight seal of a fit, so you know not a whole lot of stuff can get under it. But I will say that I would, uh, you know, I, I'll probably change mine out, um, you know, on a certain pipe maybe every two or three months, and and you know just to make sure and you know buff out the stem under it and popping you one on will you stay with us for another segment i'll be glad to because i want to talk to you about youtube and about the upcoming uh music city pipe show and sale so stick with us i'm going to jump uh we'll cut out some of the mailbag on this show we'll be back with more joe case in just a minute need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. This is Internet Radio. We're back, and Joe's still with us. Joe, talk to me real quickly. I've I've uh, kind of uh, picked on a few people on YouTube in the past. Uh, you've been on YouTube for a while. Give me. I need two things from you. One, what is a yabo? And I'll let you answer that. <laughs> a yabo, yet another box opening. So that is very simple. That's just another one of those internet things that you got to learn before you understand what you're looking at. Exactly. There's a Yabo and a Yapo, that's a Y-A-P-O, yet another package opening. And, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I was on YouTube for a while, and I kept seeing these guys go, oh, Yabo, Yabo, what the heck is a Yabo? So I had to finally, you know, sit there and, and listen to them. And, and, and one guy, uh, whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, but one guy finally said, oh, oh, and by the way, those of you who don't know, that's yet another box opening. So, <laughs> I, you know, I found out what it was, too, and thought, oh, well, that's clever. <laughs> you know, you learn, you learn all that. You learn, you learn uh, uh, the PAD, you know, that disorder, you know, pipe yeah. acquisition disorder, uh, TAD, tobacco acquisition disorder. So you learn all the little codes very quickly. And I've hated all the codes because then I have to stop and think, now what am I what exactly am I reading when I'm looking at a forum? But <laughs> Yeah, but you and your business and me and my business, we should we should encourage there not to be ever a cure for PAD. <laughs> uh PAB or TAD, I love them. In fact, I cause it. Either one, yeah. 
Uh, your YouTube channel is very simple to find. It's Joe Case. That's right. Uh, it's very easy to find. And, you know, I have, um, wow, I think I think it's some somewhere closing in on about 3,000 subscribers on it now, which is just absolutely, uh, it just blows my mind that, you know, anybody would want to watch to, to begin with. But. Uh, got some you know very faithful viewers there on on YouTube, and, and in, in the huge scheme of things, with the superstars of YouTube, that's not that much, but it's it's a it's a pretty good amount for for the pipe community, I think. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's fun. I, I I try not to abuse it. I think there there could be some people sometime, and, and you know, I did get caught up in that early on, and then quickly found found out that. You know, I really don't have to, you know, tell people, oh, look, here I am going to the bathroom today, you know, or you know, that kind of thing on, on YouTube. I didn't have to do that. That just, you know, uh, just didn't need to be done. So I tried to, to do more things that people were interested in hearing from me, uh, which is uh, about my pipes, about what kind of updates I have on my pipes, and then a little bit of something about what's going on in my life as it may relate to the people who are watching. And, you know, I, I usually keep it at that and try not to do any more than maybe a couple of videos a week, if that many. Uh, I know there are some who get on there and it's like, you know, they're on every day with something. And, hey, more power to them. That's great. If they've got people watching, I, I just don't have time to watch everybody's videos or, or whatever, and, and kind of like I, I probably used to, but now I don't. I spend, you know, I spend, I spend a couple hours a day getting my radio show together, then I spend, you know, eight to ten hours a day making pipes, and, you know, by the time I go hit the easy chair in there uh, with my wife in the living room, you know, it's like let's sit back and watch a little, you know, Seinfeld on DVR and just, just chill out. And I don't really have any time to watch a lot of video. I will try to maybe make time once a week and kind of go through the list of guys that I kind of follow and and keep up with, um, and, and and keep up with and catch up with what what's going on with them. And uh, then you've got the guys who are who are on YouTube that like like to be philosophical about things. And I'm like, uh, you know, for me, for me, I I don't go there. I'm, I'm not, you know, into into that. I'm into more entertainment and what's going on with what you do and, and that kind of stuff. Like if, you know, if you had a YouTube channel, I'd, I'd want to know what's going on with the pipes and tobacco and all that kind of stuff that you have to deal with every day and those kinds of things. And, you know, that, that's what I would look to, to your channel for. But, uh, you know, somebody who gets on there and starts talking about the, the politics of the world and everything that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care anything about that necessarily. I, I get enough of that listening to the news. And let's go into some exciting stuff. The okay. first annual Music City Pipe Show and Sale Conference coming up September 13th and 14th. Fill us in. Tell us all the details. Give us the lowdown. Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, first of all, it kind of got started, the idea, when I started going to some of the, the pipe presenters' 
YouTube High Presenters Conferences around. I went to one in, in Texas back in January, and a couple of times I've been down to Marietta, Georgia, where uh, uh, a guy named Anthony, type lawyer on YouTube, has uh, done one down there, and uh, the guys in Texas, Mark and Amber, uh, on YouTube, also do one down there. And I thought, you know what, I, w I would love to do something here in Nashville. And I started talking to a couple of guys about it, and and they all thought, yeah, man, that would be that would be great. Uh, I think Nashville is a pretty centralized location for uh, something to go on here. And, but but the vision that I kind of had for it was for it to be more than just a bunch of uh, YouTube guys getting together. I thought. Why don't we resurrect what Nashville had back in the day? Nashville did have a, a pipe show yep. back many years ago. And for one reason or the other, it went away. And then you've had Chicago that's flourished and Kansas City and the, the core group over there on the East Coast and, you know, everybody else who, who you know, had these great pipe shows. And, uh, you know, I talked to, to Grant some about it, and I talked to uh, a, a couple of other guys, and, and we just thought, you know, why don't we just have something that would really focus on a couple of different divisions of pipe makers? One, the independent side, or the indie pipe makers, and two, more of the, the big production pipe companies. And... We thought, you know what, well, let's do a two-day event rather than it just be a one-day event that people try to get to and get out. Uh, one, So what we are doing is on September 13th and 14th, on the Friday, the, the 13th, lucky day, yeah. uh, a, a, a uh, store here called Big Star Cigar is going to host that day, and that is going to feature the indie pipe makers of – the area and the country. Uh, Grant Batson is going to have pipes there. Steve Morissette's going to have pipes there. I'll have pipes there. We've got pipes from from uh, Scott Harris, aka Sparky's Pipes, on YouTube. He's a he's that incredible carver guy that carves images and stuff. Almost makes a, uh, makes Briar look like Mearsham. Mm. And um, he he's 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 just a fascinating fascinating carver. He's coming all the way in from. Washington State uh, to, to uh, bring some of his pipes and, and, and come in. And I think Eric Ganey is another new pipe maker. Uh, Jay Briarbird is uh, going to have some. And I may be leaving some out, and I apologize, but there are going to be a whole lot of indie pipe makers who have been at, at least making pipes for, you know, uh, you know, at least two or three years or more. So they're you know they're they've gotten pretty good at their craft, so they're, and they're they're being pretty successful in their selling. Uh, then on uh, well at, at Big Star, there's going to be uh, some a free dinner for for people who come in. There's going to be live entertainment. Couldn't be Music City without some entertainment. You know some music. Yay! So we're going to have that have that there. Then on Saturday, uh, the 14th uh, at Uptown's. Uh, smoke shop, and which is in the Green Hills area of Nashville, uh, it's going to feature the what you would call the big production names: the the Dunhills, the the Brighams, the the you know the the Ardors. The, you know they're going to have big tables full of those and some reps in that are coming in to to show off those pipes. So it's it's really cool to see both both ends of it. 
uh, of the spectrum there with with indie pipe makers and the, the larger company pipes that are going to be shown off there at Uptowns. And, of course, they're going to have refreshments and food and everything at Uptowns. I don't know about the entertainment uh, there yet, but I'm sure there will be some. And it's just going to be a, a fun uh, two days of not only the fellowship of you know, fellow YouTubers, but also people who are just interested in pipes and pipe smoking. And, of course, at these two places, they also offer, you know, the sticks, the scars and everything, too. So, you know, you can you can have your fill of that. So I would say that if you haven't started saving up to come now, you need to start. And, and you know, break open the piggy bank and come on because we're going to have pipes for sale as well as showing and all sorts of things at, at both locations, plus the fact that you'll be in Nashville, so you can bring the the, the spouse and, and you know let them. Uh, Uptowns is right next to one of the premier malls in Tennessee called Green Hills Mall. Don't let them and loose in the mall. You, you know you can let them look. You know you can you can make a deal, hon. You know I can buy this pipe if you you know if you you can go over there and buy a pair of shoes. Okay, <laughs> so you might want to have to double up your uh, your budget, but. Hey, it'll be a great weekend, great fun, uh, great entertainment, great food, great uh, great time. And you mentioned the Southern Fried Pipe Club. Yeah. Uh, that all has come together almost simultaneous with this. Uh, Chris Merkel, uh, a local guy here, has kind of spearheaded the pipe club while I was spearheading the, the Music City Pipe Show and Sale. And I told Chris, I said, you know what? This show needs a good pipe club behind it to, to take it over. So they're in the process of helping out this year, but next year the second annual is all going to be under the Southern Friday Pipe Club. So uh, I told them, I said, you know, I, I I'll do what I can, but I can't I can't be the guy every year to do this. So it needs to be a group effort. Of, of of a bunch of guys from the pipe club to, to really put this on. And they're going to help out quite a bit this time, too. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a great time, and, Brian, you need to be here. I will be there. I'll be there all day on Saturday at Uptowns, and I'll uh, be hanging out on Friday having a good time, kind of taking a uh, busman's holiday, just looking at all the cool pipes on Friday. That'll be awesome. And eating the free food. That's right. <laughs> That's always good. Is there a website that people can go to to get information on the show? Yeah, you can go. Uh, one of the things that the Southern Fried Pipe Club already is doing is helping with uh, information on it. And you can go to southernfriedpipeclub.com, and there is some information there. And speaking of YouTube, coming up this week, uh, later on this week, I'll, I'm going to have a more descriptive uh, a video about the event that has you know, more details about what exactly is going on, who all is going to be at each one, uh, hotel locations, and, and so forth for people who are coming in from out of town. Really cool thing, by the way. There's a there's a uh, a, uh, a campground called Cedar Creek. I think it's Cedar Creek State Park. I believe it is. It's really close uh, on the eastern side of Nashville, and there is a pretty huge group of guys who are coming in and are camping for the weekend. Ooh. So that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing. Perfect time to smoke around the campfire at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in September, 
mid-September like that, it's going to be beautiful here in Nashville. Not not a whole lot of, we don't have a whole lot of fall colors by then, but the, but the temperatures begin to kind of taper off a little bit. And, and that's coming direct from the weatherman, so we know it. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, short or long, doesn't matter. Are you ready? Okay, ready. What's your favorite pipe? My favorite pipe would have to be, you want it to be other than mine? Okay, if, if it's if it's you know one of mine is the one I just <laughs> just did the bamboo uh, Dublin. But uh, other than mine, it would have to be uh, there, there are two of them that I have a couple of Neurops that I have. Um, uh, Peter Jefferson, yep. uh, he, he actually has a couple of those. Are, are I just you know I really like them. What's your favorite tobacco? Favorite tobacco, my favorite go-to tobacco for all day kind of smoke is Blue Ridge from Uptowns, which I believe is also a McClellan's 5100. And what's your favorite drink? My favorite drink, well, I'm, I'm probably more of a wine guy, uh, like a, you know, a good Cabernet wine. I love that in a, in a, in a pipe. It's just it, it's nothing like it. They may chase you out of Nashville for that, but... <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do while smoking a pipe? Uh, my favorite thing to do while smoking a pipe would be, the, the best answer I can give you is nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, but, but, but nothing would equate to, like, sitting on my deck, again, that, that glass of uh, uh, Cabernet uh, with a good pipe, and just sit there and enjoy them. I, I live on a out on the west side of, of Nashville, out in the kind of countryside area, not not the country, but where we have a, a lot of trees and things like that. It's just uh, just nice to sit out and kind of take that in at this time of year and do that. I don't get to do that a whole lot, unfortunately, but when I do, I really cherish that. And I'm going to guess your favorite place to smoke your pipe is? Hmm, let me guess. Let me see. I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count, Brian. Uh, <laughs> out there on, 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 on the deck. Now, I do smoke a pipe usually while I'm working, making pipes. Um, it kind of reminds me of the old days of radio back when I used to smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore and would encourage people to change the pipes and, and off of them. But um, I, I, I used to do that, but when you were in radio, you had to smoke. As, as a teenager, 20-something-year-old, I did and you had them in the control room back when the, it was, you know, there was not a no smoking sign anywhere. You you had had a cigarette burning, and half of it would burn up while you're, you know, doing your your thing on the on the radio with a pipe. You know, I probably just clench a pipe. I'll smoke it for a little bit, and then it'll eventually go out. But I keep it, you know, in the mouth while I'm working around. And finally, oh, maybe a few minutes later, I'll get to start it up again. But uh, but still, the best, my favorite place would be out there uh, on the deck, taking in the the beautiful scenery. And that'll wrap it up. To see more of Joe's pipes, the website is joecasepipes.com. dot com. That's it. I'll see you in a couple of a uh, couple of weeks from now. So everybody, if you get a chance, get out to Nashville, check out Joe's pipes. Joe, thank you very much for all your time. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. We'll be back in just a minute.
I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical, a tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. There you have it, a guy with a great voice and a great talent and a great asset to our hobby. I am looking forward to seeing everybody in Nashville on September 13th and 14th. And don't forget, coming up August 24th, the NASPC Swap and Sell Show in Columbus, Ohio. I'll be there as well. One of the benefits and one of the upgrades that we've done recently is because we are broadcasting on the internet. I can go as long as I want now. Well, I can go a lot. Longer than uh, longer than we did before. We got more bandwidth. Anyway, another great talent in our hobby. Another great voice to listen to. Here's some more uh, poetry by Mike Sull. A Book and a Pipe by Edgar Guest Give me a book in my cozy chair And a pipe full of old perique And the wind may howl, but I won't care If the night is cold and bleak for I'll follow my friend of the printed page wherever he leads me on. I'll follow him back to a vanished age and the joy of a life that's gone. I'll stand with him on a brigantine with the salt wind in my face and I'll hear him shout when the whale is seen and share in the stirring chase. And I'll hear him say as the gulls fly by and round us overhead, every bird up there with its ghastly cry is the soul of a sailor dead. I'll go with him where the pole star gleams and the arctic nights are long. I'll go with him to his land of dreams, away from the surging throng. And I'll stand with him on the battle line where the sky with flame turns red. Yes, I'll follow this faithful friend of mine wherever he wants to tread. Oh, whether it be adventure grim or the calm of a noble mind or a sea to sail and a ship to trim or a pearl of truth to find, just... Just grant me an hour in my easy chair with a pipe full of old perique, and there's ever a friendly book up there that can furnish the joy I seek. And but for a moment, I'll close my eyes to the world so close at hand, and I'll, I'll drift away in fabled skies to the volume's magical land. I shall float along as the fairies ride, over valley, meadow, and peak, with an open page on which to glide. And a pipe full of old Perique. Smoking a bowl of straight Perique. Boy, that's what I'm going to do right after I get out of here. Which leads me to this. Rant time's next. This is Internet Radio. 
Does anything beat relaxing on the patio or playing 18 holes with a fine cigar during the summertime? Kathy of Cup of Joe's has the place for you. Queensberry Cigar and Pipe. Enjoy their cigar lounge with three large screen TVs or a patio to soak in the rays. You have to check out their beautiful cedar-lined walk-in humidor and their huge selection of pipes to choose from. They even have fast delivery for those of you that are out of the area. Queensberry Cigar and Pipe, Route 9, Queensberry. On Facebook under Cup of Joe's Cigars and Pipes and the web at cupojoes.com. Surgeon's General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Cowboy. Cowboy. Here we go, the end of another show, and it's a sign to get off the air. Well, guess what? I hate all these signs that have popped up all over the place. Everybody's putting up these little plastic street corner signs, plopping on them every intersection, every business. Even though they may have a big sign on the front of their store way in the parking lot, but they're putting up all these little plastic signs. Signs all over the place. It's starting to look like a third world country, and I've been to a couple of third world countries where you got signs everywhere, you just got stuff handwritten, thrown up, whatever it is. Well, guess what? I live in suburbia. I live in a civilized country where if you're a business, you put your sign up on the building or you put a marquee out in front and that's your sign. You don't need to be posting all these little signs, all these new housing developments. Guess what? There's a whole new thing called the internet. You don't need to be putting up six or seven signs going this way to new homes, that way to new homes. People are searching for them on the internet. They know where they're going. They can GPS it and just drive there. So what's with all these signs? And then the latest thing that I've noticed is all these all these businesses where they take the teenage kids and make them stand out in front of the business spinning the sign and flipping the sign and doing this and doing that. Well, guess what? You know what? It's not a third world country here. Let's keep all the signs on the businesses. Let's keep our streets looking nice and clean and organized. Let's keep all these little plastic signs from blowing around and being left out. And especially the people that are handwriting the signs. The last thing I'm going to do is hire a contractor, a roofing person, or buy carpet from somebody whose sign is great carpet deal, handwritten on there, and then a phone number. No, I'm not going to do it. All these signs are a waste of time. They're bothering me. They get they just make the roads and the streets around town look trashy and I don't need it. So, there you go. No more signs for me. All right. I do want to say we have spent uh let's see as of as of August 1st, there was uh 46 episodes of the show done, 40 uh 45 episodes of the show done. And we reached over the 1.25 million hit mark. One and a quarter million hits on the little files of the 45 shows as of August 1st. So I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners, everybody that tunes in and enjoys the show. Thank you very much. It is very humbling. Now, if you would like to be part of the show... If you've got a product, you want to advertise, you want to promote your pipe club, you're an independent pipe maker and want to get some exposure, contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com. He handles all that. Remember, email me with your favorite moments from past episodes, your favorite comments from past episodes, anything you want to hear on our uh, anniversary show, and I'll have a special guest in the studio with me. So, I will say, 
Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company, and until next time. Cares about the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Smoking straight pre could be better than what that dude wanted to put in his pipe. <laughs>